0: Day 67, God's Love Letter to You, Mark chapter 11, Jesus' Triumphant Entry. As Jesus and his disciples approached Jerusalem, they came to the towns of Bethphage and Bethany on the Mount of Olives. Jesus sent two of them on ahead. Go into that village over there, he told them. As soon as you enter it, you will see a young donkey tied there that no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks. What are you doing? Just say the Lord needs it and we'll return it soon. The two disciples left and found the colt standing in the street tied outside the front door. As they were untying it, some bystanders demanded, What are you doing untying that colt? They said what Jesus had told them to say and they were permitted to take it. Then they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their garments over it and he sat on it. Many in the crowd spread their garments on the road ahead of him and others spread leafy branches they had cut. In the fields. Jesus was in the center of the procession, and the people all around him were shouting, Praise God! Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord! Blessing on the kingdom of our ancestor David! Praise God in highest heaven! So Jesus came to Jerusalem and went into the temple. After looking around carefully at everything, he left because it was late in the afternoon. Then he returned to Bethany with the 12 disciples. Jesus curses the fig tree. The next morning as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. He noticed a fig tree and a full leaf a little way off. So he went over to see if they could find any figs. But there were only leaves because it was too early in the season for fruit. Then Jesus said to the tree, may no one ever eat your fruit again. And the disciples heard him say it. Jesus clears the temple. When they arrived back in Jerusalem, Jesus entered the temple and began to drive out the people buying and selling animals for sacrifices. He knocked over the tables of the money changers and the chairs of those selling doves, and he stopped everyone from using the temple as a marketplace. He said to them, The scriptures declare my temple will be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have turned it into a den of thieves. When the leading priests and teachers of religious law heard what Jesus had done, they began planning on how to kill him. But they were afraid of him because the people were so amazed at his teaching. That evening, Jesus and the disciples left the city. The next morning, as they passed by the fig tree he had cursed, the disciples noticed it had withered, up, withered from the roots up. Peter remembered what Jesus had said to the tree on the previous day and exclaimed, Look, Rabbi, the fig tree you cursed has withered and died. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Have faith in God. I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. I tell you, you can pray for anything. If you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. But when you are praying, first forgive anyone that you are holding a grudge against, so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. The authority of Jesus challenged. Again they entered Jerusalem As Jesus was walking through the temple area The leading priests, the teachers of religious law And the elders came up to him They demanded By what authority are you doing all these things? Who gave you the right to do them? I'll tell you by what authority I do these things If, you're an- if you answer one question Jesus replied Did John's authority to baptize come from heaven? Or was it merely human? Answer me They talked it over among themselves. If we say it was from heaven, he will ask why we didn't believe John. But do we dare say it was merely human? For they were afraid of what the people would do, because everyone believed that John was a prophet. So they finally replied, we don't know. And Jesus responded, then I won't tell you by what authority I do these things. Leviticus 6, Sins Requiring a Guilt Offering. Then the Lord said to Moses, Suppose one of you sins against your associate and is unfaithful to the Lord. Suppose you cheat in a deal involving a security deposit, or you steal or commit fraud, or you find lost property and lie about it, or you lie while swearing to tell the truth, or you commit any other such sin. If you have sinned in any of these ways, you are guilty. You must give back whatever you stole, or the money you took by extortion, or the security deposit, or the lost property you found, or anything obtained by swearing falsely. You must make restitution by paying the full price plus an additional 20% to the person you have harmed. On the same day, you must present a guilt guilt offering. As a guilt offering to the Lord, you must bring to the priest your own ram with no defects or you may buy one of equal value. Through this process, the priest will purify you before the Lord making you right with him and you will be forgiven for any sins of these you have committed. Further instructions for the burnt offering. Then the Lord said to Moses, Give Aaron and his sons the following instructions regarding the the burnt offering. The burnt offering must be left on top of the altar until next morning, and the fire on the altar must be kept burning all night. In the morning, after the priest on duty has put on his official linen clothing and linen undergarments, he must clean out the ashes of the burnt offering and put them beside the altar. Then he must take off these garments, change back into his regular clothes, and carry the ashes outside the camp to a place that is ceremonially clean. Meanwhile, the fire on the altar must be kept burning. It must never go out. Each morning, the priest will add fresh wood to the fire and arrange the burnt offering on it. He will then burn the fat of the peace offerings on it. Remember, the fire must be kept burning on the altar at all times. It must never go out. Further instructions for the grain offering. These are the instructions regarding the grain offering. Aaron's sons must present this offering to the Lord in front of the altar. The priest on duty will take from the grain offering a handful of the choice flour moistened with olive oil together with all the frankincense. He will burn this representative portion on the altar as a pleasing aroma to the Lord. Aaron and his sons may eat the rest of the flour, but it must be baked without yeast and eaten in a sacred place within the courtyard of the tabernacle. Remember, it must never be prepared with yeast. I have given it to the priests as their share of the special gifts presented to me. Like the sin offering and the guilt offering, it is most holy. Any of Aaron's male descendants may eat from the special gifts presented to the Lord, This is their permanent right from generation to generation. Anyone or anything that touches these offerings will become holy. Procedures for the ordination offering. Then the Lord said to Moses, On the day Aaron and his sons are anointed, they must present to the Lord the standard grain offering of two quarts of choice flour, half to be offered in the morning and half to be offered in the evening. It must be carefully mixed with olive oil and cooked on a griddle. Then slice this grain offering and present it as a pleasing aroma to the Lord. In each generation, the high priest who succeeds Aaron must prepare this same offering. It belongs to the Lord and must be burned up completely. This is a permanent law. All such grain offerings of a priest must be burned up entirely. None of it may be eaten. Further instructions for the sin offering. Then the Lord said to Moses, Give Aaron and his sons following instructions regarding the sin offering the animal given as an offering for sin is a most holy offering and it must be slaughtered in the lord's presence at the place where the burnt offerings are slaughtered the priest who offers a sacrifice as a sin offering must eat his portion in a sacred place within the courtyard of the tabernacle any of the, anyone or anything that touches the sacrificial meat will become holy if any of the sacrificial blood splatters on a person's clothing the soil garment must be washed in a sacred place If a clay pot is used to boil the sacrificial meat, it must then be broken. If a bronze pot is used, it must be scoured and thoroughly rinsed with water. Any male from a priest's family may eat from this offering. It is most holy. But the offering for sin may not be eaten if its blood was brought into the tabernacle as an offering for purification in the holy place. It must be completely burned with fire. Leviticus 7. Further instructions for the guilt offering. These are the instructions for the guilt offering. It is most holy. The animal sacrificed as a guilt offering must be slaughtered at the place where burnt offerings are slaughtered and its blood must be splattered against all sides of the altar. The priest will then offer all its fat on the altar, including the fat of the broad tail, the fat around the internal organs, the two kidneys and the fat around them near the loins and the long lobe of the liver. These are to be removed with the kidneys and the priest will burn them on the altar as a special gift presented to the Lord. This is the guilt offering. Any male from a priest's family may eat the meat. It must be eaten in a sacred place for it is most holy. The same instructions apply to both the guilt offering and the sin offering. Both belong to the priest who uses them to purify someone, making that person right with the Lord. In the case of the burnt offering, the priest may keep the side, the hide of that sacrificed animal. Any grain offering that has been baked in an oven, prepared in a pan, or cooked on a griddle belongs to the priest who presents it. All the other grain offerings, whether made of dry flour or flour moistened with olive oil, are to be shared equally among all the priests, the descendants of Aaron. Further instructions for the peace offering. These are the instructions regarding the different kinds of peace offerings that may be presented to the Lord. If you present your peace offerings as an expression of thanksgiving, the usual animal sacrifice must be accompanied by various kinds of bread made without yeast, then cakes mixed with the olive oil, wafers spread with oil, and cakes made of choice flour mixed with olive oil. This peace offering of thanksgiving must be also accompanied by the loaves of bread made with yeast. One of each kind of bread must be presented as a gift to the Lord. It will then belong to the priest who splatters the blood of the peace offering against the altar. The meat of the peace offering of Thanksgiving must be eaten on the same day it is offered. None of it may be saved for the next morning. If you bring an offering to fulfill a vow or as a voluntary gift offering, the meat must be eaten on the same day the sacrifice is offered. But whatever is left over may be eaten on the second day. Any meat left over until the third day must be completely burned up. If any of the meat from the peace offering Is eaten on the third day the person who presented it will not be accepted by the lord you will receive no credit for offering it by then the meat will be contaminated if you eat it you will be punished for your sin meat that touches anything ceremonially unclean may not be eaten it must be completely burned up the rest of the meat may be eaten but only by people who are ceremonially clean If you are ceremonially unclean and you eat meat from the peace offering that was presented to the Lord, you will be cut off from the community. If you touch anything that is unclean, whether it is human defilement or an unclean animal or any other unclean detestable thing, and then eat meat from the peace offering presented to the Lord, you will be cut off from the community. The forbidden blood and fat. Then the Lord said to Moses, give the following instructions to the people of Israel. You must never eat fat, whether from the cattle, sheep, or goats. The fat of an animal found dead or torn to pieces by wild animals must never be eaten, though it may be used for any other purpose. Anyone who eats fat from an animal presented as a special gift to the Lord will be cut off from the community. No matter where you live, you must never consume the blood of any bird or animal. Anyone who consumes blood will be cut off from the community. A portion for the priests. Then the Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. When you present a peace offering to the Lord, bring part of it as a gift to the Lord. Present it to the Lord with your own hands as a special gift to the Lord. Bring the fat of the animal together with the breast and lift up the breast as a special offering to the Lord. Then the priest will burn the fat on the altar, but the priest will belong to Aaron and his descendants. Give the right thigh of your peace offering to the priest as a gift. The right thigh must always be given to the priest who offers the blood and the fat of the peace offering for I have reserved the breast of the special offering and the right thigh of the sacred offering for the priests it is the permanent right of Aaron and his descendants to share in the peace offerings brought by the people of Israel this is their rightful share this special gifts presented to the Lord have been reserved for Aaron and his descendants from the time they were set apart to serve the Lord as priests On the day they were anointed, the Lord commanded the Israelites to give these portions to the priests as their permanent share from generation to generation. These are the instructions for the burnt offering, the grain offering, the sin offering, and the guilt offering, as well as the ordination offering and the peace offering. The Lord gave these instructions to Moses on Mount Sinai when he commanded the Israelites to present their offerings to the Lord in the wilderness of Sinai. Psalm 67 May God be merciful and bless us. May his face smile with favor on us. May your ways be known throughout the earth, your saving power among people everywhere. May the nations praise you, O God. Yes, may all the nations praise you. Let the world sing for joy because you govern the nations with justice and guide the people of the whole world. May the nations praise you, O God. Yes, may all the nations praise you. Then the earth will yield its harvest, our God. And God, our God, will richly bless us. Yes, God will bless us and people all over the world will fear him.